online community has been a thing ever since the early days of AOL Instant Messenger, chat rooms, and online bulletin boards. But when the pandemic arrived, it necessitated the massive growth of online communities and even expanded the definition. Today, virtual chat rooms, discords, Twitch streams, and Facebook groups have become the new hubs of social interaction with the next evolution of online communities already having groundwork laid. Why are we drawn to this level of social interaction? What advantages do online communities have over real ones? And what are the drawbacks? Today, we are joined by the Love Thy Nerd community manager, Tyranny Albright, as we discuss the importance of online community. Are you ready? Because it's time to wake up. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. Nerd! What's up, my nerds? Nerds! I work with a bunch of nerds. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. and shine nerds welcome to the back row morning show a part of the love thy nerd podcast network and the official exclusive morning show for ltn radio i'm radio matt the station manager and chief radio nerd i'm a husband a father of three including a newborn baby girl a green lantern fan and a funko pop collector and i'm mo shorter louder smarter and all around better than absolutely no one i'm a wife mom elementary librarian and seeker of truth except when it comes to reality tv the back row morning show covers a wide range of topics and we usually take it in threes three segments focusing on different aspects of our discussion. This week, we welcome Tyranny Albright, whom you may know best as Silver in the discords, uh, as we discuss online community and learn more about her and her role with Love Thy Nerd. Before we jump into our interview, though, we have a fun announcement. We're excited to announce our latest expansion pack to Sunday School Answers, the Nerd Deck, a double-sized expansion. The normal expansions are 50 cards with 10 new dilemmas and 40 new answers, but this one has 20 new dilemma cards and 85 new answer cards. And most of the answer cards were ideas submitted by the Love Thy Nerd community. This big expansion is a huge collaboration with Love Thy Nerd that is about two years in the making. Originally, it was set to come out in late 2019, early 2020, but COVID came and messed it all up. Then Michael Mordanga handed the game off to us for a redesign and relaunch. So suddenly a lot of new steps got put in front of the Love Thy Nerd deck, but it was totally worth the wait. This new deck is amazing and the perfect addition to the core deck game of Sunday School Answers. Hear what Bubba Stalkup and Matt Warmbier from Freeplay had to say about this game. Uh, another thing that we are in league with is Sunday School Answers. Okay, so Sunday School Answers, this was actually, Matt, this was the very first game that we played. We played it on Freeplay, episode one. Episode one. Episode we one, are. we played. This dang game, okay? And this is uh, basically Cards Against Humanity um, Christian style. And it got, okay, so like, I know I know how that sounds, right? If you're new to this and it's like, okay, well, another Christian game. Bleh. It's freaking hilarious. Like we have played multiple times. And again, every game you have to have the right group to play with, right? We have played multiple times with people from our life group, and they, dude, like your your mouth hurts, your stomach hurts, the, the back of your neck hurts from laughing so bad. You're like you have a headache at the end of the day. Like you you've played well. You might like to check it out. Play, yeah. Um, I'll do I'll do it later. 
so we have uh, this is Sunday School Answers is now a, a back row games game. Um, and so that means that LTN on, air, LTN on air, Radio Matt, now this is stuff. Um, he's in charge of it. And he asked us, he's like, hey, we want to do a Love Thy Nerd expansion. And I was like, yeah, no, that makes complete sense, actually. It's time. We got it. It's time. You can pick up Sunday School Answers, the Nerd Deck, and all of our other expansions at BackRowGames.com. We're so happy that we finally got this made, and we're already in talks for a part two. Earlier this week, Matt sat down with Tierney Albright. In this first part of the interview, let's get to know her. All right, so let's welcome Tierney Albright. That's your last name, right? Albright? It is. Yeah, it is. Albright. <laughs> she is the Love Thy Nerd Community Manager. So what what do you do? What does that mean? What is what is uh what does a community manager do for Love Thy Nerd? Um, I do a few things. Initially, I was just supposed to kind of oversee the moderators um, and the community as a whole on Facebook and Discord. Um, but then, as things kind of shifted and adjusted, I adopted the role of running the monthly arcade day for Love Thy Nerd, where on like the first Saturday of the month, people can. Uh, host a different game like whatever they want you know video game board game we've even had people host things like you know story reading um i run that i get that together and um make sure that goes smoothly and there's actually hosts every month and help people get um involved if that uh yeah involves a good way to put it yeah um but i also help with nerdy wishes which is a new thing it's in a beta right now launches in october for the community as a whole where folks get to share their Amazon wish list, you know, video games, board games, comics, whatever, and people buy stuff for each other. And it's super awesome. And I'm really enjoying that. Um, and at the moment, I'm also helping plan LTN con. So I actually do a lot as the uh, community manager. Wow. And I, and I love it. So I didn't know you were involved with nerdy wishes or LTN con directly. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And nerdy wishes seems fun. It's, it's like a, it's like Secret Santa all year, right? Basically. <laughs> it's blessing other and people it's... when you have the opportunity to with some nerdy stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I know, like, for myself, like, gifts are my love language. So it makes mm. me super happy to see other people happy when they're like, oh, my gosh, somebody sent me this game. Thank you so much. And I've even been blessed by a few members with um, some new video games and board games, which has been super awesome. Yeah. We had a, we have, a, you know, the, the Love That Nerd staff wish list thing. And I have a $400... Uh, office chair on there because I was using a church pew at my home office, an old church pew for my office chair. And that got donated uh, to me. I'm like, that's just a, an amazing feeling, you know, that people that care, is... care enough about you to bless you. Yeah, that is amazing. Um, I've had the I've got the opportunity to put something on that wish list, but I don't really need anything for my positions at the moment. So yeah, this was mainly what I needed. Uh, yeah, right. It's been a big blessing, big blessing. Uh, well, the the overarching question uh, is is uh, for this segment anyway is is who, who is tyranny? Like, give us give us a bio. Who are you? What do, what do people need to know about you? Um, the short and sweet version is um, I work for LTN. I love God. I put God before anything. Um, I'm a mom of one, and I'm a wife. That's that's about the short version. Um, I'm a nerd. That's like one of my big overarching, like, you know, that's my personality. That's always <laughs> who I've been is just a huge nerd. 
Um, and I've been pushing, you know, I put, put that on my little boy, you know, he's already into Spider-Man and, you know, all that fun <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah, that's what my boy that's... went to first here. Yeah. Spider-Man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Especially that new Spidey and his amazing friends or whatever it is on Disney. Oh, yeah. it's so cute. Yeah. They've been watching um, that too. But that's like really the big thing is like, you know, I am, I'm a wife and a mother and that means the world to me. That's what I've always wanted to be. Um, I'm a Christian, of course. And I, I really just love, I love God and I love nerdy things. That's like the gist of it. I mean, that makes you perfect for this role. <laughs> exactly. Video games. If I had to pick one thing, video games are my biggest thing. I'm a huge gamer and yeah. I always have been. Um, when I got sick in 2017, video games became like um, my coping mechanism. You know, I've always been a huge gamer, but then it became like games help me kind of like forget for a little bit. Um, you know, they take it make me ignore certain things like, oh, I'm really tired or I'm in pain today. And so uh, games mean like the world to me. And that's a huge part of who I am. That's awesome. So that's something you can just do no matter really how you feel that day. Exactly. You could always just sit on a couch and play a game. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I got a question from Mo. She wanted to sneak in here as a part of your bio. Uh, where do both of your names come from? Your actual name, Tyranny, and your gaming name, Silver. Um, my actual name, my parents could not agree on a name. Uh, my mom was pushing for Whitney and my dad said no. So they were flipping through a baby name book and they're like, you know what, let's switch to the boy's side. And they found my name spelled differently, T-I-E-R-N-E-Y. Um, it's actually a boy's name. It's Irish Gaelic. Mm. And they were like, oh, that's really cool. Let's just change the spelling and... Yeah, it stuck. That was the one thing that they agreed on. Um, Silver comes from my gamer tech, Silver Soul X10, and my streaming brand is Silver Soul Gaming. And how did um, you choose that? And it's kind of a like Silver's always second best, but it's still like beautiful and strong <laughs> and and really like loved thing. Um, so I just kind of went with that and, and slight, you know, slight self-deprecation. Okay. Yeah. A I like little, that. Yeah. A little bit, but at the same time, it's kind of turned into, um, you know, silver can be really soft or it can be really strong. It's really, hmm. it's beautiful and it's, it's elegant and it's just a cool color. And so it's just kind of stuck for years. And even in real life, people will call me silver and it's, kind of interesting <laughs> um i will say i don't know if uh you had gotten where you are in life if your name was whitney <laughs> uh, yeah i could agree with that you don't, don't look, look like, like a whitney a, at all no. i don't look like a whitney no i do not uh so can you tell us how you met your husband patrick Ooh, that's a fun one. Um, yes, 2014 in June, I got a new job working for Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. And I was sitting in the bar, like at one of the little tables in there on one of the stools, signing like all the new hire paperwork, W-2s and all that fun stuff. And the manager was like, hey, I'm going to run to the office. Be right back. Okay. Well, Patrick, who was working, walked up and said, hi, I'm Patrick. How are you? You know, glad that you're, you know, to have that you're joining us and, and all this fun stuff. And, um, that was kind of like, that was it. Like after that, like we started talking like during work and we were both studying history. We both really liked, you know, reading and fantasy and, and things like that. And like within like a month, we started hanging out and had a couple dates and we've been together since. So was he just, uh, was he just 
being nice to the new hire at first or like did he find you attractive immediately he said it was the latter um he still says it was the latter which i (laughs) believe because as soon as i saw him i was like hello (laughs) (laughs) that's fantastic so you said you're a mother of one uh Mm -hmm. how's how's mother motherhood going it's a learning curve Um, (laughs) how old is he again He's almost two. Almost two. In okay, o- so yeah, in you're October. in a you're in a real fun age. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not used to being around babies and toddlers. Yeah. Um, my sister was born when I was like barely going into kindergarten, so I was allowed to quote unquote help, but I you know I wasn't actually able to do anything. The last babies I was around was my twin cousins and they're 20 <laughs> so that that it, it's been a long time i remember when we had him i was terrified like you know he was planned i very very much wanted to have a child and then like i'm sitting in the hospital like in labor and i'm thinking i don't even know how to change a diaper like <laughs> what did i just get myself into <laughs> so it was even that was was interesting to learn especially after a c-section on so many pain meds <laughs> <laughs> real quick and, and... so we were when we were having our first kid elijah uh my wife bought like the what to expect when you're expecting book and you know all these other things and she read all this stuff and she and we got like three books for me to read as a father and what to expect as a child and we went into like it was three weeks until the due date we went into a, her doctor appointment and they said oh you got some mild preeclampsia uh, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and induce you today. And so we're like, oh, crud. So like, should we go in tonight? And I said, no, let's go, go home, grab your stuff and then go to the hospital. And so we get home, Deidre's packing bags because we didn't do any of this that early. And I just am standing around, looking around, not knowing what to do in full panic mode. And the only thing I could say was, I haven't read any of the books. I haven't read any of the books. I haven't, uh, we can't do this. I haven't read any of the books. <laughs> it's such a panic-inducing thing with that first kid. <laughs> and the books don't help anyway. Right? Yeah. There's nothing you can do. There's 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 no real class. You know, there's there's things you can take to teach you. you know, don't don't shake the baby. But uh, <laughs> but when it comes to like these just practical everyday things, you just kind of have to get in it. But for that first kid, you don't know. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> and, you know, now, like, he's going to be my only one. So I'm like, great, if I screw up with this one, I don't have another one coming to, you know, fix it. <laughs> but it, it's been it's been fun, but it's been it's a little scary. Yeah. Um, it's intense, but, like, he is such a blessing. And there's, like, so many reasons that he shouldn't be here. And I just – it sounds so cheesy, but I, I see God in his face every day. And I just absolutely adore that. <laughs> so speaking of god uh our next question and uh you can you can take your time and be as as uh as detailed or less detailed as you wish but if you could summarize can you give us a rundown of your faith journey like what what brought you to here um well i didn't grow up in church but we always you know were hey the bible is true you know, Jesus died for our sins. This is why we celebrate Christmas and Easter and whatever else. We didn't, but my parents weren't churchy people. Mm. It was just very straightforward. Like, hey, God exists. This is what we believe. This is what's right. So you're like and church adjacent. Always, 
Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, and I got really into – I was always a really big reader and always really into, like, history. I have a history degree now, as a matter of fact. Um, so I would – I got really into the Chronicles of Narnia. Um, <laughs> around Easter and Christmas, I loved all of the, like, Jesus specials on History Channel. And I got super into it. It was just so fascinating to me, and I felt really connected to all of these stories. And I think around nine – um, I was like, hey, I want to go to church. And my parents were like, you know, we're not really into that scene, but there's a church nearby. We're more than happy to drop you off for like youth group. And and, and um, uh, like a year later, I found out that just up the street, there was a uh, fellowship of Christian athletes club. And even though I was homeschooled, they were like, yeah, you can absolutely join. And it was great because, you know, I one of my friends already went and I made friends there. And so I grew up going to church mostly by myself, which hmm. I didn't mind because I still got to do what I was interested in and learn what I wanted to learn. And my parents were totally cool with it. They were super supportive. Um, and then, I mean, see, I did FCA for, shoot, until I was like maybe 17, which is, you know, about the time that, you know, you graduate and stuff. And, and um, I... I finished youth group but i was still going to like services and stuff every now and then but but i did most of my studies and stuff at home reading the bible watching you know these documentaries and and uh i really like um like c.s lewis's books yeah so i did a lot of that stuff and then nothing ever really like swayed me away from god i just went through some really like traumatic experiences that should have, but they didn't. They actually brought me closer to God and, and gave me more faith. And um, even now I'm asked a lot, like, how can you be so religious when you're sick, um, you know, chronically uh, ill? And, and I'm like, I have faith because I'm chronically ill. And that always confuses people. I always tell them, I, I, may, I may be in pain for a lifetime, but if I hold on to my faith, I've got a whole eternity without and that is what keeps me going every day. And I decided to, you know, continue studying and, and going to church. I'm at a different church now because I live in a different town. Um, I always feel bad because I haven't been in a couple of years because of the newborn and COVID and stuff like that. But I attend online. Um, one of my degrees is in religion. I had planned on going for a master's in theology or history or maybe something kind of connected that hasn't happened because you know babies and whatnot yeah, but it really um, changes it <laughs> it does it does and so a lot of my faith has been i don't really want to say self-taught but but self-studied okay um you know i've gotten involved in like young adult groups life groups stuff like that um but for the most part it's just been a lot of a lot of reading um, I'm re I really like apologetics and stuff like that. Like, I know my faith story isn't, like, super interesting, but... Um... I, I mean, this is... I, I think everybody's everybody's journey uh, through faith is definitely valuable to hear. Uh, yeah. Because, like you said, it, it doesn't have to be some some grand, like, mountaintop moment that brings you to, to Christ. It doesn't have to be, you know, a, a huge terrible event that has brought you to Christ. You right. had some of those things happen in your life, but you were actively searching and learning and, and yeah. even, you know, so there's, there's too many people that think that, Oh, it's just an emotional response. 
you know, and it's not anything real. It's based on just what you want in your emotions. Right. And uh, no, very, very much so. There's a case to be made <laughs> for, for, you know, learning and, and studying yourself and, you know, right. comparing things. Yeah, and, you know, throughout everything, uh, you know, relationships with boys or, or bad things that happened or, you know, whatever. I, I've always been already, like, on that journey. It yeah. wasn't something I had to stumble into. Yeah. Um, I think I want to say I accepted Christ around 11 or 12. Okay. And then, but like, then I wasn't baptized until I was like 25 because the church I had been going to, it wasn't super important there. So I started going to this new church and they explained it a little bit better, like, you know, the importance. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. Mm. And, um, actually the pastor that baptized me is the one that dedicated my son. So, you know, I've definitely grown more in the last four or five years, but as a whole, I've always been on that road. Well, that's awesome. So, so how is uh, God working on you now? Patience is a big one. You know, having a little one running around. Again, it sounds cheesy and cliche, but it, it is interesting to learn how to be patient and focus on somebody that's learning how life works. You know, he, he yeah. doesn't he doesn't understand if he you know starts to climb on the stove, it's going to open up and he's going to fall on his butt. You know, so sometimes it's frustrating, but you know. Um, I always feel like God is pressing down on me to stay calm and, and, you know, I'm a pretty mellow person anyway, but patience has been a really big thing with, um, motherhood, marriage, my position at LTN, really everything. Um, I've always considered myself patient, but it's like new, um, hurdles are being thrown at me almost like testing my patience more than mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. but that's, that's kind of been <laughs> a big one. Teaching you how to hand that stuff over to God. Yeah. On a yeah, pretty daily much. Daily basis, minute by All minute. All the time. <laughs> All the time. Well, in the next two parts of this interview, uh, we're going to talk about uh, how, how your role at Love Thy Nerd works and the, the ins and outs of that and the good and the bad. And uh, we're going to talk about your streaming life and, and kind of more your nerdiness. But the last question I want to ask you for, for this, uh, this part right here is, uh, is there anything weird about you that most people don't know or wouldn't, would be surprised to know? Let's put it that way. Most people would be surprised to know about you. Um, ooh, I got a good one. Yeah, I actually uh have the ability to rebuild industrial clutches. I can convert Kawasaki engines from petroleum to natural gas and I can rebuild Ford 300 industrial engines. Yeah, okay. That's definitely <laughs> something that I'm surprised to hear. That's that's pretty I don't cool. Think that's, I don't think that's ever come up in LTN. Yeah, my dad's <laughs> been a mechanic for 30 something years and and that's what he does is uh natural gas uh maintenance and repair on the uh engines mostly compressors sometimes yeah so he taught you all that stuff stuff. that's oh yeah that's pretty wild wow okay that's cool (laughs) i like that this interview is just getting started but we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we'll talk more about the love thy nerd online communities and why groups like these are important This week in nerdy news, this is LTNN. LTNN. 
J.K. Simmons is in talks to join the Batgirl film, reprising his role as Commissioner Gordon from the Justice League movie, according to The Hollywood Reporter. If he signs on, I'd expect him to play a slightly larger role in this movie, given he is Batgirl's father. It'll also be interesting to see if J. Jonah Jameson over there in Spider-Man land has anything to say about his own doppelganger in DC Comics' Gotham. If we could get like a Daily Bugle headline just referencing it in the background, kind of on par with, you know, Ryan Reynolds winking at Green Lantern during the Deadpool movies, that would be great. I'm all for it. Stargirl, which is moving to the CW from the now-defunct DC Universe, has released their extended trailer a couple weeks ahead of the August 10th premiere for Season 2, featuring the closest thing to a full-fledged Green Lantern yet, Jade, the original Green Lantern's daughter. She is seen wearing a ring and holding a lantern. It'll be interesting to see how close they stick to the Jade of the comics, as she, just like her father, did not acquire their ring or green power from Oa or the Guardians, like the rest of the Green Lantern Corps. Also, personally, I just really need to see some real Green Lanterns soon. Uh, I don't care if it's Diggle coming back this year to all the different shows. I don't care if it's the Green Lantern series on HBO Max. I don't care if it's a revival of Ryan Reynolds' movie series, but I need some more Green Lantern content pronto. And lastly, according to Variety, a new Pokemon project is in development at Netflix, led by Joe Henderson, the showrunner for Lucifer. It would be a live-action TV series, possibly in the style of the Detective Pikachu movie, but little details are known at this time. However, it's a safe bet to say that Ryan Reynolds will not be reprising his role as Pikachu. Did Ryan Reynolds get three mentions during this newscast? I gotta stop binge-watching that Deadpool and Korg react to the Free Guy trailer video. Was a good one though. All right, just just a couple more times. That was this week in nerdy news. I'm Radio Matt, and this is LTNN. Hey everyone, I'm Jeshua Horka, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing the tabletop role-playing game, Lancer, by Massive Press. If you're a big fan of shows and games like Gundam, Zone of the Enders, Armored Core, or Titanfall, Lancer is definitely for you. Giant robots? Check. Customizable bits and bobs to kit your mech with? Check. Cultured lore that will leave you salivating for more? Check. Giant mass space battles with you and your mech piloting buddies at the helm? Check. In my 15 years of tabletop RPG experience, Lancer easily ranks on my top three. Unlike other mech-based tabletops such as Battle Century Z, Mechton, or Battletech that can sometimes be a little crunchy or rules-heavy, Lancer encourages a strong narrative approach in its system for role-playing characters. But don't let that fool you. Lancer has a large swath of mech frames, weapons, gadgets, and upgrades to keep you spreadsheeting for weeks. The core of the system is based around a single 20-sided die, and in non-combat situations, your goal is to roll a 10 or above. If you do, you succeed. However, there are also modifiers called accuracy or difficulty, and these can either give you a bonus or penalty, respectively, to your d20 roll. For each accuracy bonus you have, you add a d6 or 6-sided die to your roll, 
and take the highest number out of all your accuracy dice to add to your d20 roll. For each difficulty penalty you accrue, you roll a d6 and subtract the biggest one. Luckily, accuracy and difficulty cancel each other out on a one-to-one -one basis. So, if you have two accuracy and two difficulty, you roll your normal d20 this round with no modifiers. Usually, your target number when rolling is 10 or above. In combat with other mechs or vehicles, your target number can vary depending on your enemy's statistics. And that's the basics. If you've been craving high-flying explosive mech combat, Lancer is the game for you. I give Lancer a strong 9 out of 10. I'm Jeshua, and this has been Reviews of the Nerds. to the Backroom Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And every week, these three main segments get spread out across three daily morning shows on LTN Radio, and they include a lot more content, including weird news, random facts, games, challenges, rants, Discord arguments, junk food, and more. And you can be part of all that by following us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash LTN on air. So you'll be notified when we go live. You can even be a part of the show. And make sure you catch our full morning shows every Monday through Thursday on LTNOnAir.com at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10. Let's get back to our interview with Tierney Albright about the importance of online community. All right, well, we welcome back Tierney Albright, the Love Thy Nerd community manager. How are you, Tierney? I'm good, I'm good. All right. Well, the first question for this part of the interview is how did you get involved with Love Thy Nerd? Ooh, I've been around since day one. Um, I was at PAX West... And I found the Game Church booth. Like, I was walking by and I was like, hey, what's this? Cool. And so I, like, joined their community. And I don't know, within, like, six months, uh, they had started to split off to form Love Thy Nerd. And I, I just kind of felt like a push to, like, hey, follow them. You know, see what mm. this is that they're starting and see what's going on. And um, they started the Facebook group. And I, before, I, I had been writing a little bit for Game Church's website. And so I was like... Hey, if you guys are doing that stuff, like, you know, I w I w I'd like to do some more writing. And then they were like, okay, well, we're starting a Facebook group. Um, we need moderators. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. Like, I've got experience running Facebook groups for, like, thousands of people and stuff. And this was before they even had their name. Mm. So I was, like, one of the first people in the Facebook group. And I've been, mod I've been modding since, and I've always been on top of everything you know i always make sure that that the everything's handled the group is clean and friendly and welcoming and you know spoilers are taken down and, and all that fun stuff and uh it was last ltn con 2020 it was online because of covid and a lot of it was through discord well because of that we had a lot of new people coming into discord that weren't familiar with it yeah. and i spent the whole weekend I even while playing them. games <laughs> or uh, watching keynote speakers or, or whatever else i spent the entire weekend helping people learn discord i was at a wedding because patrick <laughs> is actually an ordained minister he was doing the wedding wow. um for a friend and so we went to this little tiny wedding and i was standing there with my baby on one hip my phone in the other hand like helping people figure out discord <laughs> And so, like, after that, Bubba messaged me, and he's like, hey, how would you like to, like, take over as community manager? And I was like, absolutely, like, anything to be, like, as part of the team. Like, I'm so passionate about what, what Love Thiner does that it was, like, an honor that he reached out to me like that. And I, it was, without a, a question, just absolutely yes, 
throw me in there. Okay, so you've been in a like a supportive role since the beginning, but like yeah. they made you like staff. Yeah. Last year, last year after LTNCon. Yeah, it started at the beginning of December. That's cool. That's awesome. I didn't know. For some reason, I thought you had been there uh, in that role already long before I joined as well. Well, uh, basically, I mean, basically well have been, you have, but just not without the title is what you're saying. It's basically yeah. what Bubba said. He's like, you're going to be doing a lot of what, you, what you're already doing. It's just, you know, you're going to have a little bit more access to stuff. And That's I cool. actually have a trophy, a 2020 trophy um, next to my Xbox that is uh, the best mod ever. Aww. And it's got my name on it that I got from LTN. <laughs> Uh, so the big question uh, I'd like to talk about with you uh, during this part of the interview is about community. Like, why is intentional community such an important thing to Love Thy Nerd? Without community, like, there is no Love Thy Nerd. You know, they can go out and do what they do at cons and help people out and talk to people about Jesus and what, you know, what we're trying to do. But without a community to spread, help spread that word or to help support uh, the the organization, there is no love thy nerd. You know, the members are love thy nerd way more than the staff are. And intentional community is really important to me, especially because so many gaming and online communities out there are so toxic. Mm. You know, uh, there's members that I have invited to our, our Facebook group because I found them in other video game groups where you know, maybe they posted, hey, is anybody here a Christian? Or And, and they get attacked for it. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course not. Like, that's that's awful. Why would you want to be a Christian? Whatever. And so I'll, you know, I'll reach out to them and be like, hey, we've got this community over here where you're more than welcome to come hang out. And, and nobody's going to attack you or berate you for being a Christian or not being a Christian. Um, and, and so I see this in other discords and Facebook groups where people are just so unnecessarily ugly to each other. And in Love Thy Nerd... By being purposefully kind to each other, it, it really makes a difference in somebody's life. You never know when somebody needs a little bit of kindness, even if it's from a stranger online. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, so as, as the community manager, and this is something uh, I'll, I'll say, we had, a, we had an LTN meeting, uh, fellowship meeting, which is the donors and the staff. Uh, just this past week and you had a chance to speak and you, you brought up some of the, some of the tougher parts going on with the community manager stuff. What's, what's the worst stuff you've had to deal with in your position as a community manager for something like this? Um, I mean, it kind of goes with what I just said about other groups is people being intentionally, um, hateful or rude or, you know, Attacking somebody because of, you know, their lifestyle or their religion or shoot, even attacking somebody because you don't like the video game that they like. It's just it's not cool. And it gets really um, difficult to uh, address sometimes because I very much don't like to be disliked or have somebody upset with me. So it, sometimes it can be tricky to find a way to word a conversation with, you know, either side, the maybe somebody who's upset or somebody who's being the, the um, antagonizer uh, in a way to, to show that I'm, you know, in the middle or, or maybe supportive of the person who's upset and not tick people off. That, that's something <laughs> like, like I wouldn't, maybe not the worst thing, but it's something the hardest thing is trying to word things in a way that isn't going to upset either party. Right. Cause I don't want to lose 
coming no, at someone uh, like we, we we don't hate you we don't want you to leave you just need to chill out basically <laughs> and of course the worst thing is when those members don't chill out and right. double down and they get the boot yeah <laughs> but it, it also is hard for me when somebody is like seriously upset about about something you know because i want to make sure that that's right i don't want anybody to feel unwelcome or unwanted in our community for any reason whatsoever right yeah see with um I, I, you know, with, with Back Row, we ran the Back Row Baptist Church Facebook group, and we ran that for mm -hmm. several years. And it was essentially just like a meme-sharing Christian group, but what we did differently from all the other groups that we had seen, other, other groups and pages on Facebook, was we instituted rules that you can't be a turd, you can't uh, purposefully say stuff to insult people just for the sake of doing it. Uh, and we instituted a no arguments rule. Like, it's okay to, to have a discussion, but as soon as it starts turning into debating and putting each other's opinions down, we're going to put the kibosh on it. We're going to close comments, all that kind of stuff. And we got a lot of pushback from that uh, because we're like, oh, well, you, you're not letting us, you know, you're not letting us have this spiritual discord back and forth. You're not letting us grow the kingdom, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this is not this is not what you think it is. Nobody ever changes their mind from a Facebook argument, especially over religion or doctrine or anything of that nature. Um, but that group was relatively small for a long time. You know, it was under under four thousand for a long time, and as long as we kept it under that, we were able to quell it. And then it just started snowballing with new members. Just like oh, we were, we were hitting at some points we were hitting like a hundred new members a day, and it very quickly within about six months went from four thousand members to coming up on nine thousand members. And at that point, mm -hmm. no matter how many mods we added, we could not keep up with the garbage stuff happening. Yeah, and I saw a lot of that. Yeah, <laughs> and it got to the point where Mo and I were just burned out. We're like, we can't keep doing this. And uh, then I made a mistake. <laughs> as we were leaving <laughs> i said hey we're closing i'm leaving if you want to hang out with us in the future come to the love thy nerd community without clarifying that it's not what this group was like it's not yeah, a sure. christian meme group didn't clarify <laughs> that didn't realize that i you know overlooked that until i got a message from bubba saying hey dude what's going on because we're getting like a butt ton of new members who don't understand what our group is. And they say they got sent over here by you. And I'm like, Oh dip. Um, <laughs> and we, you and I had just kind of, kind of started interacting at that point. Like we weren't, we weren't among us close like we are now. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I felt real bad. So I want to know on a scale of one to 10, how much did you hate me during that moment? Um, about a nine and a half. <laughs> how did it, it was, go? I really want to know how it went from like your side. How how did that? <laughs> how did that screw up everything for a little while? Oh, it, it was an interesting couple weeks. Like when I saw your post about like, hey, you know, like I'm hanging out over here. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, you know, cheesy Christian meme after cheesy Christian meme. And I was like, guys, this is not the place for that because then we had, you know we do have a lot of community members who are not religious. Um, right. and, and you know, that's, that's awesome because like part of the, 
what we're there for, particularly in the Facebook group, is to show people Christians are cool people to hang out with. Christian nerds are really cool people to hang out with. We just want to play games and, you know, chill and have some pizza or something. <laughs> um, and so all of a sudden there's all these super religious posts and memes and there was people like, whoa, I can't do this. I'm out. <laughs> and, and it was a weird, weird transition. Yeah, really sorry about that. Really sorry. <laughs> Oh, I've forgiven you. <laughs> so what is the best thing about being a community manager for LTN? Making friends and watching people make friends. Like, I get so excited when I see somebody on Facebook or in the Discord, especially the Discord. It happens more often there. Um, you know, like, hey, I'm going to get on this game. Who wants to play? And, you know, people like that they've never interacted with before start jumping in like, yeah, I want to play. And then they become friends and you can watch them talk back and forth and play games all the time and it's so cool to watch that happen, especially over the last year when nobody could hang out with anybody. Right. And I, especially over the last year, you know, I got really close with a lot of people and we play a lot of games and besides among us. And it's just so cool to see these people from different parts of the country or even the world uh, with different backgrounds and faiths and whatever else, you know, just hanging out. That is like the coolest thing. And the Discord's awesome for that because it's an easier way to chat back and forth. And you can also utilize like the chat, chat rooms and stuff for games. And it's so cool. And that's one thing I love about the arcade every month is people who have never talked to each other um, are suddenly hanging out and chatting and playing Dungeons and Dragons or, you know, whatever else. And it's just, it's so cool. Yeah. Discord is weird. Uh, like, you know, I joined it that same weekend that you were having to teach everybody else. I'm sure you <laughs> taught me a couple things too that, that weekend. Um, it's like a mixture of old school chat rooms and AOL instant messenger mixed with like Facebook groups. It's like right. some weird mesh of all that. I really like it though. Uh, I know people, oh, yeah. there's a lot of people, even in the love that nerd Facebook group who are just, Nope, not going to try it. Nope. I don't need another thing. Nope. I'm like, oh, but you would love it if you just give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Like, I've been on Discord for a long time because it was originally created for gamers. Right, yeah. And I originally joined it because I played a lot of Final Fantasy XIV, which I actually just got back on. Um, <laughs> and so when LTN was like, hey, we're opening a Discord server, I was like, awesome, I'm on there anyway. So I've been on this since day one, too. <laughs> All right, so outside of your position... What is your favorite thing that LTN does? Sharing Jesus with, with nerds. And I know that, you know, like that's what it's about, but I do understand what it's like to have somebody, you know, like within a church or, or a similar setting tell you you're not a good Christian because you like that thing. You know, like I was like 11 years old and somebody like a youth leader told me I was going to go to hell because I read Harry Potter. And I'm like, I'm 11 <laughs> years old. Like what? <laughs> and, and, you know, like my brother-in-law quit quit attending uh, mass because um, one of the, the bishops told him that, you know, he shouldn't play Dungeons and Dragons. This was, you know, like in the 90s, kind of post satanic panic. And it was still yeah. hanging around. Yeah. So I know that one still hangs around. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I understand what it's like to be told, well, you're not really a Christian if you like fantasy or, or you know, whatever else. Yeah. And I love that LTN's mission is to tell people that's not true. God doesn't care if you sit and play Xbox in the evenings. God doesn't care if you, you know, sit and play board games. Like, God only cares that you 
love him and obey him and take care of each other. And that is what made me cling to LTN so early on because I'm like, this is awesome. I I love that. Yeah, and it's 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 part of the one of the things that I love about the mission and and how they actually put it into practice is like the game night stuff, uh, both mm-hmm. online but also in person. How they encourage all these these in person game nights and groups and and uh, how they 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 have curriculum to try and teach churches and and other groups to to start up game nights and it's. It's important. It's one of the reasons that, you know, Mo and I do Sunday School Answers and Judge Not, you know, our games, is it builds a, a dying portion of uh, the church, which is the small group. You know, the small groups right. are, are really are, really took a, a hit long before COVID came. Like, people just weren't attending small groups. People weren't getting involved in building friendships in the church anymore. The church became a stop on the week. Like, you go for that one hour and then you're done. Like you don't make right. these people a part of your life. That's what's happening more and more. And so these kind of things build community in a way that lets our guard down and allows us to like, okay, see the, the comparison that we, we make is among us, among us on Tuesday night. When we, when we play, we started out, most of us not knowing each other all that well, you know, a few few of us have been in, had been in the group together and played together in different things, but I would say, you know, a good majority of us don't really hadn't really connected all that much beforehand. Then we start right. playing Among Us, and even though we might not know everything about everybody who's playing, like we'll we'll use our friend Thray for an example. Know absolutely nothing about Thray. She's very anonymous. She keeps everything personal, and that's absolutely fine. I would trust Thray with any secret and with my life right now, just because, just because building this community in the gaming that we do just one or two nights a week has let my guard down in a way that I know this is safe. You know, that I know these people are safe. Absolutely know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, like... You know, uh, in October, um, you know, cause since LTNCon is going to have some in-person meetups, and well, you know, part of the staff, so I'm going up to Indiana. Um, Rogar and Oriole are going, and 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 Rogar's wife, and we're actually going to be renting uh, Frost's Airbnb, and I am oh, nice. 100% comfortable with this. I'm like, let's do it. This sounds awesome. And I, <laughs> I told, you know, I told my husband, I'm like, normally, uh, even people that I know, like in person, I'd be kind of like, uh, I don't know, you know, that that's, you know, my anxiety might get to me and I don't feel anxious at all. I'm excited. I yeah. can't wait. I got my plane tickets. Let's go. <laughs> I'm bummed. I'm not going to be able to do that this year, but hopefully next year, hopefully next yeah, year. With the baby, I get it. Yeah. I, I actually, <laughs> I missed LTNCon 2019, which was in person because the I was first nine one, months yeah. pregnant and could not go to Dallas. So yeah, <laughs> I hope they get back to Dallas. Dallas would be an easier trip for me. I could Same. drive there. <laughs> couldn't drive there but it's a much uh cheaper flight <laughs> right yeah so uh last question and this is more o- overarching i know you've kind of discussed this in, in bits and pieces throughout but uh what does love thy nerd mean to you love however you want to answer that <laughs> it means the world to me like it is a huge part of my life it is a huge part of like my faith um just yesterday um my mom said, you, you know, you do a lot for, for LTN. I said, yeah, I love doing it. You know, I, I volunteer for these things. I ask to do these things. I love it. And she said, I can tell it makes you happy. 
She's like, you are just, you just light up as soon as, you know, <laughs> you get a, a voice call with somebody or, or you're, you know, typing something up or, or whatever. She's like, I can tell how much it means to you. And I was like, good. Cause it, it really does. Like the only thing that means more to me than LTN is, you know, my husband and son and God himself. Like I really <laughs> love LTN that much. Yeah. Uh, Mo was t telling a story. She's had some friends over that they haven't seen in uh, about nine years. And she told the story yesterday on the show that uh, they came out and they were watching highlights from the morning show. Mo was watching highlights from the morning show and it got into talking about how they play among us on, uh, you know, with us on Tuesday nights and they're all, wait what hold on you're playing video games you're doing a podcast you're what the heck is love thy nerd and it just opened up this whole thing of you, you know you've you're a completely different person since you've gotten involved and mo said it was the best feeling in the world to get to sit there and explain what love thy nerd was and see their eyes light up and how cool of an idea it was and how you know how great of a ministry idea it was like to be able to talk to somebody about that and share it is uh oh it it just it's one of these things that everyone knows immediately oh this should have existed a long time ago you know <laughs> and it's it is it's so much fun to tell people about because they do get curious and excited and it's it's awesome even if it's somebody that doesn't play games or doesn't you know care about comics or marvel or whatever right they still think it's a cool idea because it's very positive it's very um jesus centric and it's it's just a good thing no matter who you are without beating you over the head about it to where you're not comfortable anymore exactly which, <laughs> which is the point which upsets some people <laughs> which I'm sure you've had to deal with in the community as well. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> why can't why can't every conversation be about Jesus? Well, I mean, look, every conversation is kind of about Jesus. We just don't have to like beat someone to death with it. We can exactly. we can talk about it, you know, through a growing conversation over time. <laughs> if you just throw Jesus in someone's face, it's like throwing dirt in their face. They're going to recoil initially <laughs> and they might not want to come back and talk to you anymore. <laughs> Ex yeah, pretty that's, much. That's why, that's why we, we plow the ground here to plant the seeds <laughs> and let those conversations come as people get comfortable and let, let their guard down and feel more like this is family that we can talk to. Which, and that happens a lot more often than some people realize. Oh, Absolutely. Um, I was talking about how with uh, with Back Row, you know, Back Row was more joke focused. It was Christian jokes, humor for like seven, seven, eight years. And I have had more serious conversations about faith and about growth and and people confessing their struggles and sins to me, all based off jokes, all based off the community that we built just around laughing at some of the goofier things about our our culture as Christians uh, than anyone would ever suspect all because it just built that community and it built that trust naturally through laughter. And this is the exact same way connecting through fandoms and, you know, things that we find cool and gaming and all that. It, 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 it it's a natural progression. <laughs> oh yeah. From, from sharing things that you love with each other and you're like, all right, if you like this and I like this, then 
we're cool. Let's grow this relationship here. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I've made some really awesome friends in the community. You know, there's people that I talk to every day. There's people that I checked my mail this week and I had gotten like five packages that weren't even related to Nerdy Wishes. It was just people that were like, hey, I wanted to send you this. And I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> That's real cool. Don't tune out yet. There's still more interview to come. After the break, Tierney will focus more on her streaming and Twitch community, as well as discussing why nerds feel ostracized in society and churches. Have you ever been around another person who used a word or phrase that you were absolutely certain that you should know, but you didn't? Well, of course you have. Hey, don't worry, nerd, because we've got some great news for you. You're about to learn something brand new, and this will be useful. Not like that throwaway knowledge like math or science. This is the real world, bub, and you need to be able to hold your own in a nerdy conversation. So pull up a chair and pay attention, because LTN's got another nerdy definition for you. This week's definition is DPS. DPS stands for damage per second. Most commonly used in, but not limited to, MMORPGs, DPS refers to the amount of damage that your character can inflict on an enemy or an opponent during an encounter. The amount of damage that you can inflict is determined by your character's weapons, skills, items, and buffs. Your DPS can also be increased if your enemy or opponent has a weakness to your weapon type, race, faction, or even how you attack them. For instance, most rogues have an ability similar to backstab that gives them an advantage by increasing the DPS of their first attack while they are unseen. Oftentimes, a player can carry certain gear and use certain spells for a very specific encounter. Now, this is in order to maximize the DPS, making them more effective and efficient than if they had chosen randomly. So the next time someone is talking about how high their DPS is, you can test their flex because, well, you understand that reference. Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So one of my friends is an independent comic book creator and he is doing a Kickstarter for a new book. And so I saw it on Facebook and, you know, I, I automatically backed his project because, you know, homies support homies. And then I was just thinking about his character and I'm like, oh, you know, this would be a fun idea. So I made a comment. I was like, hey, I've got an idea for your character for a story. And we ended up talking back and forth and I wrote him an outline for a short story and he loved it. And he said, this actually fits really well with the project I'm working on uh, and so I drew up a storyboard and my storyboard looked like hot buttered garbage so he said let's hire an artist and uh, get this done on time and if it works out it'll go in the book so I wrote a page and a half of text it took me in all honesty maybe 10 minutes I had a friend that is an artist that we hired him to do this project. He spent the better part of three weeks putting nearly daily work into doing this. It took a lot more than just me. 
and now it's in the owner's hands and he's going to spend a lot more time doing lettering and getting it formatted and getting it up and printed and all these things and this project is going to be a lot better with all of us together than it would be without it and i think that's one of the faults the church currently has is that we are in the mindset of it needs to be done by us and our way in order to be good and I think in those times, we end up building our own platforms instead of the kingdom. 1 Corinthians 3, verses 6 and 7 says, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. Verse 7 says, So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. We get so caught up in doing things our own way, with our own branding, without actually trusting other people to get involved that I think we miss out as the church of being who we're called to be. I know that if I would have tried to hold on to my little idea for this book, it would have looked terrible, but I had to trust other people to be involved. Maybe we should start trusting others more as the church to be the church. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. There's a lot going on in our Discord, backrowdiscord.com, where you get to chat after the show, share your own show ideas, keep up to date with our Twitch and YouTube, be a part of our radio shows, and also see behind-the-scenes workings of Back Row games, including Sunday School Answers. The folks in our Discord already know what expansion packs we're hoping to release every month for the next year. Again, go to backrowdiscord.com to join. Now let's get back to the final part of our interview with Tyrion. Albright, where we will discuss the streaming side of life and just her general nerdiness. All right, welcome to part three of our interview with Tyranny Albright. How are you, Tyranny? I'm okay. Still How's doing it going? good? Doing all right? Yeah, Have these questions hard. overwhelmed you at all? Mm, not yet. <laughs> all right, well, I'll try and do better in our last segment here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're a you're a nerd. You're a mother you're a wife you're uh apparently really good at, at engine stuff which i can't even repeat because <laughs> i'm terrible at it and i don't even remember half the words you said uh or let alone knew what they meant and <laughs> we've learned a lot about you in these interviews but what is the most obscure thing that you nerd out over oh like something that you you drop a reference to in the Facebook group or the Discord, and nobody knows what you're talking about. Oh, I gotta think for a second, because even like I'm in my bedroom right now. This is like there's nerd stuff everywhere, and even <laughs> sitting here, I don't see anything super obscure or unheard of. Um, oh, I'm sure I got a weird one in there somewhere. Another another possible answer would be something that most people dislike that you really really like um okay i think i got two answers here okay like to to the second one like my my guilty pleasure like 
nerdy fandom that you know some people just like i'm a big twilight fan oh my god i've been a twilight <laughs> fan for like 15 years and i'm not ashamed to say it uh you should be <laughs> <I probably laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding jokes but, um you know, I think the most like obscure thing that uh, not only do I love, but I actually referenced too, and sometimes I'll drop like a GIF or something. There's a mobile game from Korea I really love called Mystic Messenger. What? I've played it for years. <laughs> it's like a it's it's like a, a virtual like chat room with like it's like a whole story you play through chat and you can like you know, quote unquote, like date the characters and stuff. It is like the <laughs> silliest thing. And I've played it for, oh, like five or six years. I love that game. It's like wow. on the first, the first app page of my phone, my old <laughs> laptop has a sticker with like the logo on it. That is probably the most obscure thing that I just love. But like, I never mention it because then people either think I'm weird or they are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> never heard and, of it. Yeah, yeah. Never heard of it. Yes. That's yes. And it's, it's, yeah, it's a Korean game, but it's, it's like uh, an anime so it's it, you're not actually interacting with other people it's just you playing through a story no, essentially yeah they're kind of like anime style characters and yeah it's a story and like each like um character like arc you go through has a different like ending because like the first half of the story will be the same but then it'll like change depending on which character oh, you you go after okay. and it's, it's super interesting and it's always getting updates i think it's got a new one now i noticed the uh picture on my phone changed earlier and i was like ooh, <laughs> have to check it out later <laughs> All right. Well, tell us some about uh, some of still, uh, let me start that over. Tell us about some of your other nerdiness. Like uh how long have you been streaming on Twitch? Mm, I want to say since late 2017. 2017. Okay. I've actually been an affiliate for over 3 years. All right. So your channel Silver Soul Gaming. Mm-hmm. And uh, what what like what got you started? Like how how did how did you Jump so and this also kind of goes back. To, this goes back to PAX too. Um, I had been, I used to know somebody that owned a. They still own a uh, website for articles, reviews, your basic like, uh, like video game media type thing. And and they did a lot of Twitch and stuff. And and I decided to break off with them for reasons. Um, you know, uh, not very friendly i should say to most communities and, and and i wasn't very comfortable with them so i was like you know what i'm gonna do this myself especially after going to pax and and i i got to meet all these cool like developers and stuff so i already had like some contacts and i'm like i'm gonna do this myself and my website never really took off there's still some some content and stuff up there i'm about to do some revamps on it but streaming is something i always really liked it's fun i'm gonna play video games anyway i might as well hang out with somebody while i do it and I quit streaming when I got pregnant. Um, when I got pregnant and, and, you know, about a little bit before that, when I got sick, I, I had to get rid of my desk to make room for the baby. Mm. Like my PC is hooked up downstairs to the TV, you know, so I quit streaming because I didn't have a way to do it. I didn't have a setup anymore. And I slowly got back into it last year, um, like early, early last year, because what else was I going to do? Yeah. And finally really got back into the groove of it i've got a schedule again i'm on a couple times a week and i'm really glad i got back into it because it's a lot of fun and i've made more friends even like even outside of ltn just through streaming communities Mm. it's a lot of fun i really like to i like to support other streamers so i use my twitter for that and that's part of what i'm changing my website to be um i don't know twitch is cool it's and it's fun to hang out in somebody else's chat 
Yeah, that's another thing that I, I jumped into along with LTNCon and the disc, Discord last year. So I'd never really been on Twitch, and they were streaming most of the stuff on Twitch. Uh, and that was different. Uh, it's, it is fun. It is fun to just hang out and chat. It doesn't have to be... Uh, like you can chat with everybody while the video is happening and you don't have to interact with the people playing uh, per se. It's it's just kind of like a community room, community hangout thing. And that's pretty mm -hmm. neat, too. Yeah, I, I enjoy being on it myself. Um, what uh, What's the best thing about streaming for you? The selfish answer is it's kind of fun entertaining people. Like it's interesting, you know, like either I'm playing a multiplayer game and I'm playing it terribly because like, I've got years and years of Call of Duty under my belt, and I still can't aim, you know, to save my life, literally. But don't you have a, don't you have a piece of merch that's <laughs> that's saying aim, silver aim? Yes, I do. Yeah. I have stickers. Um, it is on, I have one on my PC. I also have uh, a command, exclamation point, aim. That's awesome. But, or I play a solo game, and I just make stupid commentary, dumb jokes, and... People find it amusing, and it, it amuses me when people, like, laugh at my bad jokes and stuff. It's just, it's funny to me. <laughs> um, the non-selfish answer is I really like to raid or, or just go watch and hang out with a new streamer that only has, like, one or two viewers. It makes their day, and that is one thing that I love to do. Like, I try to make somebody happy, you know, at least one person a day. Yeah. Whether it's through Twitch or Discord or, you know, I'm at the grocery store and I'm just being polite to somebody that's kind of my goal every single day and sometimes it's just like hey this person's streaming and they don't have any viewers even if i'm not already following them i'll, I'll pop in that's awesome yeah i like that i don't get to i don't get to jump around twitch too much because i'm super busy uh, uh -huh. with with the lt and radio but last uh last week i was in the hospital because uh my wife had just had a baby uh and they were asleep uh and so i was jumping around everybody's stream for Among Us Night, which is normally on Tuesday nights, and I usually get to host that, and you were hosting in my stead, and uh, it was fun to see this from the other perspective. <laughs> Jumping right. around. I would jump around to see who, if uh, one of the streamers was an imposter, then I'd just watch them and uh, cheer them on or heckle them, and uh, it was <laughs> it was a blast. It was a blast. Uh, it's, it's, it's really a... Gosh... The way that we connect through the internet has changed so much since I was a teenager. And, you know, Facebook, you know, Z Zuckerberg's already said, you know, he's ready to start laying the groundwork for like actual virtual reality communities, like ready player one level kind of junk. And I'm going to say I fully believe that's going to happen before I die. <laughs> right? And that's terrifying and amazing at the same time. Like I remember I remember getting my uh, Nintendo DS, like the very first Nintendo DS mm -hmm. where you had a handheld with 3D graphics. And I showed that to my dad uh who at the time I think was late 50s uh and he's looking at this thing and just complete utter awe. Like he, he remembers his first color television, you know, and he's sitting there thinking, if you'd have told me that something like this could have existed back when I was a kid, I never would have believed you. And that really opened my mind up saying, oh, my gosh, what the heck is going to come out when I'm 50, 60 years old? That is just going to blow my freaking head off. <laughs> 
So shoot, even just in the last decade, like yeah, really, it's changed so much. Yeah, life life has changed uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, so speaking of Among Us, um, <laughs> I want to know I want to know some of your thoughts uh, about our our Tuesday night game because this kind of come this came about. Bubba had asked me about well tail end of tail end of last year i guess it was it's like hey we're looking for more streamers on the main ltn channel uh and would you like to run like a tuesday night uh, among us night you know every week i'm like yeah that's great then we did it for a couple weeks on the main ltn channel and it is such a bear to get signed in multiple different people in multiple different areas all having to rely on Matt Warmbier to be at his phone and send me the authorization code within the 30 seconds it is required for you to put it in and <laughs> transmit it to me it became such a problem frost took over uh and you know basically encouraged us to build our other our other channels outwardly from uh from the main LTN channel. So it became like necessary for me to start our own channel. So we have LTN radio on Twitch. And uh, that was the main thing that we did was the Among Us night uh, for, for a long while. And it started out with just me and Oriel, uh, Oriel Jedi, our buddy Brian. And it slowly grew to the point where now we have 15 player lobbies and there's still people like throwing elbows to try and get in there most tuesday nights right uh, like and i ended up actually started streaming like right when it started because i was like you know what this game's really popular and i'm playing right, it anyway yeah, i'm right getting back into thing. streaming so yeah i've been streaming it about as long as you have yeah that's right it was right right about that time you joined pretty quickly uh after oriel did and like what wh how how what do you think about the Tuesday night group? Like, I want to know what what uh, what your thoughts are on both the people and the fact that we do it every week. Are you getting tired of it? All that kind of stuff. Well, first off, everybody is sus, no matter what. <laughs> um, I honestly look forward to it every week, all week long. It is my favorite night of the week. Um, Patrick as well. We both love to like, we get so excited on, uh, on Tuesdays and sometimes we're like, Oh man, we really want to play, but it's like a night where nobody can get in. It's like, Oh, well, we've got Tuesday coming. Mm -hmm. Always something to look forward to. Yeah. And I'm not tired of it. <laughs> like, but you know, and like the updates and, and stuff help, but just as, as a whole, I like the game as it is. And it's, a thousand times more fun with friends especially over voice chat mm -hmm. and i like our group yeah you know and it's like inside jokes from elsewhere in ltn come in or inside jokes from among us go out into ltn and it's just it's really funny and you know i love to sit and heckle like specific people like rogar all night um <laughs> it's just it is the highlight of my week like every week <laughs> it's hilarious and we get to hang out with everybody and you know, I get to stream for a couple hours. Like there's just so much about it that I love, even though it can be super frustrating some weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what is, uh, if we had to pin down some of our friends that play with us with one specific attribute, uh, on how they play, what are some of those? Like I, I'll start with one. Rye guy is a reckless killer. He never, he never, cases the area before he takes a life 
he just slices and tries to run away and hopes nobody's around and he always gets caught every time <laughs> um of course three is our detective a good one too i she Very. she laid out something the other day where she's like Oh, no, this is what it was. She sent me a, a full round of her video uh, from a crewmate side. She doesn't normally send me a full round from, from her crewmate uh, role. So she sent me the full video, and she is sitting there, like, talking, reasoning about, like, the timing and the, the admin map and, the and you know, <laughs> like, who had to be there in that room at that given time. Like she figured all this stuff out. I'm looking and listening to the same bits of information. I'm like, how on earth did you figure out that that body was in that room at that point done by that person? Only looking at these three things in this one building that you're in. Like she is brilliant <laughs> when it comes to Very brilliant. Yeah. And that makes it awful when she's the imposter because it's hard not to trust her. <laughs> you always right. trust you always trust the smartest she, person in the room. <laughs> and she plays the exact same way. She does. Yeah. And it's terrifying. Yeah, she's really good. Um, uh, and then of, then of course we have Patrick Bird who is just very loud. He's like that all the time. Oh my I gosh. apologize for that. He really is. Yeah. <laughs> he's very energetic. <laughs> he's fun. He's definitely fun. He's one of, he's one of the he's one of the fun guys that you'd love to have around. Until the night like starts to wind down and you're ready to be done, because he's not going to be done. Well, I mean, I live with them, so yes. <laughs> like at that point, you're like, dude, chill, please. Yeah, I'm like, it is eleven o'clock. Like, can we, can we just like, like amp it down, tone it down, it down. just a tad. Yeah. Uh, um, we got toffee. Let me think of toffee. Our uh, resident camera watcher. He hasn't been doing that as much lately. He hasn't. And I honestly yeah. like kind of miss it because then you always knew where he was. <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's what I've been getting with him is that he tends to want to accuse people really quickly because he convinces yes. himself that they're they're uh, the imposter just based on, you know, some random stuff that they did the way they walked or whatever. And the problem is, is that he's right like 60 to 70 percent of the time. And so on the times that he's wrong, it makes people really mad. <laughs> and so now it's to the point where anytime he starts to hard accuse somebody or assess someone, he's the one that gets voted out. <laughs> it makes Patrick crazy when he hard susses him. It drives him absolutely insane. And I just laugh. Oh, man. It's a fun group. It's a fun group for sure. There's a whole lot of people that that play with us that we're not getting to. Of course, we got to mention though, uh, Lark. Who, oh, Lark. Who? Uh, she's kind of a, a bit of a maniac in this game. <laughs> like, you know, you couldn't tell right away, but when she started recording her games, like every time she gets imposter, she has like this evil laugh. And when she kills certain people, she just goes on rants about how she loved killing them. That's terrifying. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> like, I'm not even sorry I did that. <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. Uh, but, yeah, Lark, Lark was uh, – you and Lark were early on joiners uh, along with Brian. Mm -hmm. And I remember that first – like, we, Lark and I had barely interacted, but we – became uh 
the best friend squad right away because yep. we got imposters together and uh we did really good and then like the very next week you and i got imposter together for the first time and we killed everybody before there was even a single round or any body was found and i thought oh goodness silver and i are going to kill everybody every game we're imposter for and for the most part that's true i'm not sure that we have lost a round together I don't think Whenever. so. Now, we don't get it all that often when we're both imposter, but I don't think we've ever lost a round. Shoot, I've barely <laughs> even been imposter for the last, like, month and a half. That's true, right? I can't get it on Among Us uh, nearly at all. I get it on Goose Goose Duck, you know, at least a couple times every week, but... Yeah, I didn't have it at all today. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So, who do you think, the, the last question, who do you think is the best Among Us player of our normal group? Like in all aspects of it. And you don't have to say me because <laughs> I'm ask, not fishing. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, Thray. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's just scary good at it. I will. But I will. I will say you're definitely in the top three because you <laughs> that's one of the things I call you out on or I called you out on for a while is you used to claim that you're a bad liar. Uh and you're not. <laughs> you See, play I this game. I am. You play this game so well because I always trust you, and that also always makes me suss you. That's like I'm in this perpetual thing of uh, she sounds really trustworthy. She's got to be the killer. <laughs> Interesting. See, I still think that you know, like I'm just crappy at this game because <laughs> people like to screw with me and they'll vote for me even though I've done like wasn't even like in the vicinity. And so I'll be like, oh my gosh, like I just got three votes or even worse, I got voted out and I didn't do anything. And so I'm always like, oh man, like, am I that bad at, at defending myself? <laughs> nope, that's Rogar's fault. You can blame him. Yeah, yeah he really is. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's jump from Among Us here and uh, talk some more about nerd nerdiness here. What is one opinion that you hold that might get your, put your nerd card in jeopardy? Like, is there something that's very popular in the nerd community that you just absolutely do not like? You know, I probably could have told you if you hadn't asked. <laughs> you know how that is. Yeah. Like, I'll start with mine while you think. Um, this this past couple weeks, as I've been working, I've been slowly watching the Harry Potter movies for the first time. Are we about to become not friends? Probably. And uh, <laughs> I never read the books. Uh, and fan the fantasy genre, Lord of the Rings, uh, Narnia, all that kind of stuff just doesn't. Nah, I don't I don't care for it. And so I've avoided Harry Potter, too. I'm like, I could care less about a story about a magician kid. Uh, <laughs> and but I, but I know I'm wrong. OK, like I, I understand that Harry Potter is this phenomenon, okay? That the the book series and the movie series, both just giant, overbearing, record-breaking phenomenon that virtually everybody loves, okay? So trying to be the good nerd that I am, I have forced myself to sit down and watch these movies, and I just finished the last one today. And, like, I didn't hate them. <laughs> <laughs> but I still don't quite get 
how this is such a big deal to the world in general. And so I know, I know like, so again, I know, I know my, my nerd card is in jeopardy when I say that kind of stuff. <laughs> I know for me, a lot of it is I grew up with it. Like I started reading the books at seven. I was a huge reader. Mm. Um, you know, like I'm a 30 year old mother with Hogwarts bedspread, you know, <laughs> like, like, so it's always been like a really huge deal. Like if I had to pick one number one fandom, that would be it. Really? That's your number yep. one? Okay. Yeah. Um, but, oh man. I, you know, and it's like, I, I try to think about it and like, there's some things that, you know, at first I'm like, oh yeah, no, that, that could probably, you know, take my nerd card. But I, I understand that other people have the same opinion like i like harry potter more than lord of the rings um you know i kind of like twilight okay no i really like twilight um <laughs> not so much like you know another like I, I prefer console over pc there's some people that agree with that i that's true that's not as as uh difficult of an opinion to have anymore especially as consoles like, have gotten so much uh more stronger awesome. yeah <laughs> Um, I know one that gets me a lot of flack is I'm a huge Xbox fan and I haven't played a Halo game since like Halo 2. What? I, Even yeah, I know. I've played People more always... Halo games. Goodness. <laughs> I know. And it's just like, like, especially like when I was like younger and like middle school and high school, space games weren't really like my thing. Oh. If I was going to play a shooter, I wanted to play a military shooter. Other than that, I want fantasy um even now i still prefer fantasy but i am more into spacey games like i've been playing the mass effect series for the first time ah. the third one uh there was another like space kind of game i played more recently but i can't place my finger on it because yeah it just kind of but yeah it, that's but even those aren't really things that i could like lose my nerd card over yeah I'd agree. Like, I'm sure there's something that people would be like, whoa, I just can't think of anything. I, I There's not a whole lot I dislike, but there's also, I mean, not a whole a lot, there's also not a whole lot that I love that other people um, don't like. I like Twilight. I really like the new Star Wars movies. Um, okay, this one I get shanked for sometimes. I didn't think The Last Jedi was bad. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> You know what? You and I are kind of in the same boat on that. Yeah. yeah I, I, I thought it was great. I liked I kind of liked all three of those last movies. Uh yeah. pretty they were pretty they were pretty good. Sure there were some parts that, that could have been done better and and things mm -hmm. that I had imagined that would have been better had they come right. to pass, but overall, it's not my story to tell and yeah. I think it was I think it was all right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't th I'm not joining the the fr the fray of people saying we need to like reboot the series starting yeah. over after return of the jedi and That's say excessive. that was all some weird multiverse storyline <laughs> yeah, you know what far. i do i do have one that people like it blows their mind you know i'm a huge gamer um i play a couple online games i like final fantasy 14 i like among us i like call of duty it's about it so when people are like oh you should download this game so we can play and i tell them i don't really like multiplayer games their heads explode <laughs> like i play games for the generally for the solo experience for the story for the immersion um 
And as awful as this sounds, there's some games where it's like, you know what? I don't want that. People are ruining it. Go away. Let me play it by myself. (laughs) (laughs) No, I also fully agree with you that. And I also do agree that that could uh, get your nerd card revoked in some circles. Oh, Uh, yeah. Yeah, I very much prefer solo games. Like Among Us is the first multiplayer game I've played since Goldeneye. Yeah, there's like three I play, and I'm thinking about getting New World because you know it's kind of akin to Final Fantasy 14. It's cheap. Yeah. There's no sub, you know, monthly sub. But like, there's one member in the Discord who at least once a month is like, "Hey, have, you should play this game, or have you downloaded this game?" And I'm like, "I don't play multiplayer," and he gets like so bummed every time, and it's like, "You're so weird. I don't understand that." And I'm like, "I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. I mostly play games for story, and you know, like Final <laughs> Fantasy 14 at least has a killer story, even if it's you know multiplayer for the most part." Right. Um, yeah. No. I. I I'm also. <laughs> I'm also not huge into like the big ad- adult games, you know, the things that are like Call of Duties and and whatnot. Uh, I'm I love just the simple old Mario games. <laughs> like I will play. I've played Mario Odyssey all the way through. I'd say a dozen times, and I, do, I don't oh, care yeah. that it's the easiest thing on the planet to beat at this point. Uh, it's is exactly for that. I'm put into this fun story that I could just take away and explore different things uh i used to be i used to be really into like tony hawk when those were first coming Mm -hmm. out and uh after the original pro skater games they started coming out with the story driven ones the underground underground 2 american wasteland all those i loved those absolutely loved those i would play those for hours just doing nothing <laughs> but I wanted you know, to play by I, myself, nobody else. <laughs> and kind of in that vein, like, you know, sometimes I'm not afraid to put a game on easy mode. Like, I just finished Resident Evil 8 Village yesterday. Oh, no, I played you. that on casual because I'm a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I love horror movies, but horror games scare the crud out of me. And I played that on casual and I beat it and I was so proud. And yeah, I'm like this like serious gamer, but I, I will put a game on easy mode if I feel like I need to. Or if I just want to like kind of just chill, chill with yeah. it. <laughs> not or be not so have mentally frustrated. Not, you know, like, yeah. Or if I don't want to poop my pants because I can't beat a really scary monster. <laughs> All right. Last question for the entire interview. What is one piece of advice that you would give to someone who feels ostracized because of their nerdiness, either from church or from other sectors of society? Well, like I said um, previously, I know what that feels like, whether it is a church or a church leader or even just like a coworker. I've, I've had so many people be like, oh, you play video games. Why don't you why do you waste your time doing that? Why don't you do something else? Or, you know, you're not a good Christian because, you know, you read fantasy books. Um, the best advice I have is to take a deep breath and remind yourself that God alone is greater than anything or anybody on this earth and anything negative that somebody says to you does not matter. And it is really hard to remember sometimes, but it is freeing when you can. I love it. Silver, uh, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Silver Gaming USA, um, Twitch at Silver Soul Streams, and I'm on Facebook and in Discord in the LT- uh, LTN community 24-7. 
<laughs> all the dang time <laughs> on <much>. call <laughs> well th thank you so much for joining us for this this set of interviews here and for sharing uh about yourself and you know uh, i know a lot of people know you from the community but i, I bet a lot of people don't really know all about you you know mm -hmm. and so i think this is a great way to uh because you're you know you're you're not an on-air talent you know so you're you're not you're not in people's ears all the time. And so I really wanted to get you in people's ears. And I mean, you're just as important, if not more so. And I think they said this in that group the other night too. Just as important, if not more so, than the original staff of LTN. Like, the you got the main six who launched the thing. And uh, you have done so much for this community and still continue to do so much for this community, most of which is behind the scenes and you get little credit for. Uh, but you are you are so important to keeping everything running, keeping people uh, calm and happy, <laughs> keeping the rules in line to where we don't have utter chaos. Uh, it's, you do it well, you do it really well, and you deserve to have that honor known uh, more widely. <laughs> Thank you for that. That that really means a lot. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I I'm honored to know you, and I'm honored to call you friend. So thank you so much uh, for coming on the show this week. Hey, thanks for the invite. I really appreciate it. This was fun. And that's going to do it for our interview. We want to thank our friend Silver so much for joining us to talk about these nerdy things this week. Come see all of her amazing work on Facebook in the Love Thy Nerd community and at the Love Thy Nerd Discord, lovethynerd.com slash discord. We're going to take one more break. When we get back, we'll share some things that we love. This week in nerd history, a tall, cool glass of Martian water. Nerd history. That's essentially what the Mars Phoenix lander was sent to find when NASA launched it on August 4th, 2007. Phoenix was the sixth successful landing on Mars, but the first spacecraft to land on the Martian Arctic surface. Its mission was to dig for ice and assess if the Martian Arctic ever had conditions that could support life. In July of the next year, NASA announced that Phoenix confirmed the presence of water ice on Mars as predicted in 2002 by the Mars Odyssey orbiter. During the initial heating cycle of a new sample, Tega's mass spectrometer detected water vapor when the sample temperature reached zero degrees Celsius. Water ice simply means that it contains the same elements as the water we have on Earth, and is not another form of ice, such as dry ice, the solid form of carbon dioxide. Many wonder why the discovery of water ice even matters. Well, it's about finding the organic materials and the building blocks for life. With this type of information, we can learn more about the history of Mars and how it became a desert wasteland. Phoenix ended up exceeding its intended 90-day mission, studying the planet for a total of five months. In 2010, NASA lost contact with the lander completely, but the data collected continued to be studied for many years after. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day. But first, we wanted to share some things that we love. 
You can go first. I'll I go first. will go first. Okay. I have got uh, a, a special place in my heart for a company called Sticker Mule. Uh, they they look. Everybody likes stickers. You you know, adults these days have more stickers than kids do. Like you got to put them on your laptop. You got to put them on your water bottle. Got to put them everywhere. I have so many stickers. Not everywhere. But what? <laughs> well, I mean, not everywhere. <laughs> but <laughs> what's even cooler is making your own stickers. If you have a cool design or a cool, funny thing that you'd like that nobody else has made and you want to make it, you can make it. If you have a Twitch channel or a radio station that you want to, you know, make your own things, you can make it. But it's going to cost you a butt ton of money at most places because you have to order these things in super bulk. Just you got to pay $200 for 100 stickers. And you're never going to do that because you only want 10 of them, right? Well, guess what? Sticker Mule is here for you. You can get a pack. They're not a sponsor, by the way, but I just love them. You can get a pack of 10, 10 test stickers for $9, nine bucks. My word. And they're beautiful. They're fantastic stickers. Mm -hmm. I just had three new, can I, do you have yours? Yeah. Here, I, for, I, you know, for those on the radio, you're not going to be able to see. But I just had three new ones made up, uh, two for Radio Matt Tries His Best and one for the morning show. So here's the, oh, there we go. The Radio Matt Tries His Best one. That's the logo for it. Here's my little Among Us guy. I love it. And here's the one for the morning show with our, our Rise and Shine nerds on it. These are three new stickers. Uh, they were running a deal, which they run a lot. Um, I'm sure it's going to change lately because prices are going up in the industry everywhere. Um, but they, they, they've run this deal where you can get the order of 50, which normally costs like 50 to 60 bucks, for $20, $19. They run this deal about once a month, and that's dope. And no other company's doing that. And so you get in all of the deals, and they run a deal every week, a different deal every week for one of their products. Uh, it's fantastic. So I'm sure it's going to be a little higher now. Everything's gone up in prices, actually. Uh, I noticed our card games on the Game Crafter are also up a couple bucks. Really? Because the paper, I guess, I don't know if it's paper industry. I guess it's the paper industry. Wood, everything that has uh -huh. to do with wood yeah. has gone up. Yep. Uh, and so... Anyone who goes to buy our games, don't think that we marked them up for profit because we did not. <laughs> We're still making no money off of them. <laughs> but anyway, uh, just uh, Sticker Mule is is great company. The, the stickers are always high quality. I've loved them for the last four years that I've been using them. Uh, so yeah, that's the thing I love this week. Okay. Your turn. Uh, so here's the thing. We went on a two-week break and then came back and immediately followed up with another break. So during that time, I have been watching movies. That's what we do in my family. And you retain them? Are you proud of me? I'm very proud of you. I know. So you're like you. I, I figured you forget you even watch movies. So <laughs> my next three something that I love will probably be uh, three movies. Okay. Two of them, though, are brand new movies that have just recently came out, so I'm going to save them for later. Okay. The Something That I Love This Week is a movie from 2017 based off of a book, um, The Case for Christ. 
Oh, okay. Have you seen it? I haven't actually seen the movie. I've read oh, the book. my word. I've read the book a couple times. Okay. Because uh, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, in fact, my dad bought me that book, which was strange, because at that time he wasn't really a big fan of religion. But yeah. Uh, so the movie is, the movie's like a dramatized version of like how it came out, right? Like it's not a documentary or is it? It's not a documentary. No. It's like following the guy's story. uh Lee Strobel. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so, um, essentially it starts with him and his wife very early in their marriage. They're both atheists and there's an incident that happens and, um, his wife, starts her heart starts softening towards God. And so she goes to church and gets saved. Their daughter has a lot of questions concerning God and Lee Strobel's character is a journalist. And so it's his whole plan to research and be able to prove his wife wrong that God does not exist. God is not real. And in this process, um, well, yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. It's a really, really good, good, true story. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So to the point to where, I mean, within like the first 10 minutes of the movie is when the big event within their, their family happens. And my whole family, cause we all watched all five of us watched it together and they're all yelling at me. I had found this movie. It was like an <laughs> Amazon, one of those, you liked this. So yeah. you'll probably like this. So I was like, okay, well let's all watch it together. Within the first 10 minutes, they're like, really? You're making us watch this? No, mom, no, this is not okay. Chris is like, I'm walking out of the room. I'm walking out of the room. I'm not going to watch it. I can't do it. But what they thought was going to happen didn't end up happening. And anyway, it just, Uh, it was a really good, (laughs) a really good movie and a really good inspiring story. So it's going to be emotionally painful for the first 15 minutes is what you're saying. Um, It's going to be slightly scary scary okay but like scary on like anyway forget it on a personal emotional level yeah not a like a monster yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and that's going to do it for the backroom morning show for this week we hope you enjoyed our discussion and we look forward to having you join us again next week remember that we air our full morning shows first exclusively on ltn radio ltnonair.com every monday through thursday at 8 a.m eastern with an encore at 10 a.m but if you missed a day or just can't catch the show live you can find our three full shows and our weekly main podcast by searching the back row morning show podcast version on spotify apple Podcasts, etc subscribe rate five stars and leave a review do it and we'll love you forever make sure you check out lovethynerd.com we've got amazing articles on all things nerdy other podcasts and videos and a lot more and if you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with love thy nerd even specifically with ltn radio please visit lovethynerd.com partner and you can choose ltn radio from the drop down menu love thy nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization and your gift is tax deductible and make sure you're following us on all the socials we're on the book the twit the gram and the talk. Just search for at the back row LTN and connect with us once again. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus Jesus loves loves you, nerd. nerd.